It's like, yeah, all you do is sit around and smoke pot. Oh, wait, let's cut that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Cut Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh, and I must say, before you say your thing, uh, you might hear my dog squeaking her toy throughout the whole episode because she's really excited about it. So that's okay. Is it a new toy? Newer, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, one of those toys that like we got it. It was a squeaker toy, you know. I was like, well, this will be cute. I typically hate those, but Zelda likes them, <laughs> and so I bought it home. And she played with it for like three hours, lost it behind the bed. I didn't know anything about it, and then three weeks later, i.e., pretty much yesterday. I was cleaning the bedroom, and I was like, oh, here's that toy, and I threw it at her, and she, it's never left her mouth, so. Nice. She's looking all cute, though. That's really cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so the cute thing that's been going on with me this week is- Well, who are you? Oh, I'm the faceless Leon, and I have IBS. <laughs> <laughs> this is- Hi, faceless. Hi, faceless. <laughs> This is Green and Faceless on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. Uh, yeah, I've had a rough go of it this week, folks. Um, yeah, I accidentally skipped out on my medicine one time this weekend, but it happened to be the same time that we went to a Mexican restaurant, and it was tasty, <laughs> but I ordered- Oh, that good fiber. I ordered- the shrimp chimichanga, and oh, so- <laughs> but but like I didn't have problems that night. I feel like I was reading the menu right, and I and I thought maybe that's a risk. And I mean everything's a risk <laughs> at at a Mexican dining facility, honestly. But I I love Mexican yeah, well, food. And once you hit thirty, you have to really look at every single food. I'm just like, should I? Should I eat that? Uh, and then you do. <clears throat> And anyhow, I was looking at the menu, and I knew I wanted a chimichanga, okay? Because I'm that person. And And it sounds fun. And it sounds fun, yes. But it also is delicious and deep fried. Um, (laughs) I like ordering the crazy things. The crazy things If someone has crazy bread. Yeah. Yeah. I always Uh, order the crazy bread. Honestly, my favorite thing at a Mexican restaurant is typically chili riano. I think I said that wrong. Yeah. But it's a poblano pepper that's that's stuffed and it's delicious. Uh, But, you know, that That really really doesn't do well. (laughs) 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 um, Anyhow, I was looking at the menu and I was like, okay, I'm going to order the one with the fajita chicken. That's probably safer. And then when she came around, I still ordered the shrimp. I still got the (laughs) shrimp, off-season shrimp. Why'd I do yeah, your that? Your mouth didn't get the command. <laughs> <laughs> your brain was like, hey, mouth, here's some words for you to say. And your mouth was like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we want to taste this shrimp. <laughs> the stomach paid us off, motherfucker. <laughs> Why'd you want it, stomach? You can't deal with it. Anyhow, we're here to talk about something uh, more palatable than my bathroom agenda um that's fair but i will i will give it that it is definitely more palatable than ibs that <laughs> yeah is true. yeah yeah now, one of them is very more palatable oh, yeah. we're, we're gonna be talking two films today let's talk the pale blue eye before the banshees of inishirin 
Yes, please. Yes. Uh, because let's, uh, let's get the pale blue eye because out of the way. Also, like when they're set, they're both period pieces. But the, this true. one that's is true. set in America before that one is in Ireland. Well, off the coast of Ireland. Right. It's Ireland. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> both of these films, um, I'd heard a lot about. The other film we're going to be talking about is Banshees of Inishirin. And uh, both of these films I'd heard... I'd heard a lot about Banshees of Man this year. Oh, yeah. There had been a lot of reviewers saying, like, they're fucking amazing. You gotta watch it. I was and I'm excited like, well, yeah, definitely. For it. I'll definitely watch yeah. it. Yeah, I was too. And I was excited for The Pale Blue Eye as well. I was too. Um, because it is a, it was a murder mystery. It's a gothic film. Uh, you got Christian Bale, who not only stars in it as the detective, the lead detective, uh, uh, Augustus, Augustus Landor. Landor. Yes, that's a good name, too. Yeah. I like that name, Augustus Landor. Especially it's the way really Harry Melling keeps on saying it. Landor! Yeah. <laughs> Landor! <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah, and well, that's the other thing. is It's, it's not only starring Christian Bale. He's produced, producing it as oh, well. Oh, really? Um, he he uh, really wanted to do this film with his friend Scott Cooper. Uh, Scott Cooper... I don't know him that much. I've seen one movie by him, and that's Black Mass with Johnny Depp. Ah, uh, I haven't um, seen that one. And I walked, a- I walked away from Black Mass with this thought. Damn, Johnny Depp was fucking brilliant. I don't remember that movie. Uh, <laughs> like, that was that was my thought. Walking out of the theater, yeah, I was just like... There's a similar feel here. I see a trend. Yeah, it's like, wow, this guy can really pull good performances from his people, but his stories are bland as fuck. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Scott Cooper. Like, I, I, I do think there's a good story here. It's based off the novel by Louis, either Louis Bayard or Louis Bayard. Uh, it's the same title novel. Right. Um, and basically, Augustus Landor is called in to uh, solve a... Was he called in to solve the murder? He was... I can't remember. Uh, he, uh, yes and no. I think they were more curious about what happened to this, this cadet post-mortem. Right. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Because uh, what what's going on is on this uh, is it army army base. It, yes, Military? it is. Um, I don't remember what the base is called, but it's uh, one of the fame. I think oh, it's, it's West Point. It is West Point. <laughs> yeah. How can I not? For, how can I forget West Point? Anyways, he's called in to solve this weird ass murder where a man was uh, found hanging. A cadet yeah. was found hanging uh, with his heart removed from his chest yeah that happened so they took him to the infirmary and then it happened overnight so that was what was really weird about it yeah and and uh the 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 other part about it is that there's a guy who um there was one witness who walked upon the guy hanging but his feet were on the ground looked like he was kind of sitting and then, yeah. so he he got scared. The guy wasn't responsive, so he ran away and to to fetch a doctor, or to fetch yeah. help, or to fetch his commanding officer, whatever. And when he came back, that's when they found the guy was now properly hanging up in the air. And and I was pretty sure it happened there that the heart was removed there at the in the hanging. I don't um, remember. I thought it was. I, th- overnight. I thought it was because yeah. <clears throat> um. I thought it happened. I mean, everything happened overnight because it happened at that's night. That's true. And they they came back in the morning. You know, that's when they called in Christian Bale's Augustus Landor, and so he starts to starts to look into the case. Starts looking into what why this guy was was killed and uh, who could have done it. And he gets help from a mysterious uh, cadet 
uh, kind of an odd man. Yep. Edgar Allan Poe. That's right. By Dudley Dursley. That's <laughs> right. We're furthering the fiction of Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, the real life human being who wrote a lot of fiction and poems, and uh, yeah. the last and time we spent on this was was it just last week that we did the Wednesday episode? Uh yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Well, here we are in January, January. <laughs> right. We're doing it, man. We're doing it. That's not a no, Poe I, poem. I didn't talk but it much about. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't talk much about Poe last time on Wednesday, but I will say here that he's one of my favorite authors. Like, oh, me too. I love horror, and he is the father of horror, basically the gothic horror, yeah. like, like a lot of shit. He is um, the first. I mean, one, not the first. I think he was the first author in that I could honestly say that I got into his work because of him. Like, you know, otherwise yeah. it's, it was me picking up a cover and it's like, maybe I'll try this, you know? Right. Uh, that, like, I never liked poetry until I read Edgar yeah, because, poetry. Yeah. Like, I am the same and way. And I know, I know there's a lot of people out there who are just like, what in the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because like, poetry is not like. It's a story. It's Each not of like his poems greatest. are yeah. a story. He's just yeah. a good story. And, and I'll admit. I've read a lot better poems since then. Oh, I know yeah. that the, that there are beautiful lyrical poems and everything, but when I first saw The Raven, uh, when I saw the words and I just read it, yeah, it clicked. I loved it. I loved everything about The Raven. You know, it's so fucking beautiful. And then I, I did mention when we did uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Bells. That's yeah. my favorite poem of all time by Edgar Allan Poe. I fucking love The Bells. Um Brilliant. And his, his short stories, of course, you know, Fall of the House of Usher, fucking chilling. Yeah. I love that short story. Uh, a lot of things. And he also did one of the first detective stories, too. Um, the Murders at the Rue Morgue, I think. Uh, not the first, but like one of the bigger, you know, like it got attention. And it's, yeah. it's huge. It was, a, it was a landmark for detective thriller. Maybe it was the first. I don't think it was. Greg. I can't remember. Yeah, go. We're publishing this episode on his birthday. Oh my god, really? Yeah, tomorrow is January 19th, and that's his birthday. Holy shit, that's exciting. We did not plan that at all. No, and we've been oh, talking about I'm him so all sad. month. We t- like, it's so like sad his spirit that. reaching out. He's touching me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man! Bum, no, honestly, bum, if I saw the spirit bum, of Edgar Allan Poe, I don't need the telltale tell, tell heart yeah. just going. Honestly, though, if I did see the spirit of Edgar Allan Poe, I would probably be fucking terrified. Even if, uh, even oh, though I love yeah. his writing, the man man looks a little off put. He is like he's got he's got a yes. stare. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we didn't plan that. That's really exciting. I uh, I love that. Um, but. He, he, again, here he's played by Dudley Dursley, Hel- Harry Melling. Sorry, Harry, <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're a brilliant it's actor. It's funny to me every time. I, I know. He, he's such a brilliant fucking actor, yeah, but he, he will is. always be Dudley Dursley to our generation. <laughs> um, and he, he does a great fucking Poe here. I love everything he does about Poe because he is just as off-putting. He's got that glare, you know, with his eyes. Yeah. His eyes are, like, always wide and staring. Yeah. He barely yeah. blinks in this movie. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so off-putting. What was that and movie? you kind of also... With Tom Holland that he was oh, yeah, in? The, uh, yeah, yeah. The, um, the Devil All the Time or something like that? Yeah, it was The Devil All the Time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's yeah. good at 
Brilliant. Uh, he does a very good southern accent too. I I I, and I'm, I, I'm I waiting. believe it. Um, but I'm waiting terribly for uh, fuck. What's that Shakespeare movie? Is or start or tragedy of Macbeth? Oh, uh, I'm waiting with, terribly for that to be available outside of like Apple TV yeah, so I can watch it. If it if it will, yeah. <laughs> he, he's in that. He plays Malcolm. Oh, cool. So like, I'm I, I really want to see it because I love the entire fucking cast in that. It just sounds like it would be right up my fucking alley. It but, does look good. Brilliant actor. The best thing about this movie, let's be entirely honest, is is uh, Harry Melling. Like his Poe is really yeah. good, and and the way that he kind and of Bale get, play off of each other is is really yeah, good. It's too. pretty good. Yeah, and and Bale does true. Bale does a really good his his uh his detective Augustus is um kind of an is he an alcoholic? I can't yeah. remember. If he's, yeah, he is an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, he does drink a lot. Um, but so he's, does Poe. He's older, and that's accurate. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's very accurate. <laughs> but like, and Augustus is like you, you can tell there's something in his past that's it's sad. He's a very yeah. like sad feeling man. He's got like a heavy life. There's some flashes and, you know, too that they show when he's contemplating, yeah, especially specifically about his daughter. Yeah. Um, his daughter Bonnie. I don't remember her name. I don't remember Maddie. <laughs> Was it Maddie? It, it's a somebody named Landor. Oh, it was Matilde. 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 Yeah. And it, yeah, Mat- I don't remember who plays oh, Matilde. So I, I, I do I think it that it is Maddie, though. I think that was her nickname. Oh, okay. And it was Haley Robinson. Hadley Robinson. Thank you. Yeah. And at, from all we know, she's run away. Uh, Poe, you know, that, or not Poe, uh, Augustus, whenever anybody asks about her, you know, he only says she's, she's gone. She's she ran left off. Left me. She's yeah. run away. Yeah. Ran off. And, you know, that's all he, that's all he'll go into it. So it's like, you know, there's something dark there. There's something brooding. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm so, I feel so bad because I love Poe, but like, I'm going to be shitting on this movie because as the mystery unfolds, as more murders happen, there, it, there's only two more murders, honestly. Like, uh, it's, there's, so, no, there's not really a mystery here. <laughs> yeah, there's... Well, the mystery is... What is... What are these people doing with these body parts that are being harvested? Right. And it leads to occult things. Edgar Allan's post first words to Landor are, you're looking for a poet. But really... Yeah, which... Yeah, but really the that. symbols. Yeah, I did love that because he said like the heart is a symbol. That's why he he believed right. that. But really, what it turns out to be is that yes, it's a symbol, but it's a magical symbol uh, for these right. rituals that are are going on. So that's that's the weird stuff that they uncover. And, uh, and, they, and I yeah, think they, it they had so much potential. Like the thing is, yeah, like, it had so much potential, thing. and and once they got to the climax with. With the burning building and and all that and stuff, I was like, okay, I guess this is the end of the movie. I thought there'd be more leading up to yeah. this. And then there's and there that is, third right. act, that last and, that last part. Um, and my problem is like I I did not call it. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't know precisely. I didn't know precisely what the twist would be. Yeah, you know. But my problem was as the mystery is getting solved, it tunnel vision so fucking hard. That even though I didn't know precisely what the mystery was, I knew they were presenting a red herring 
during that Something. climax scene, during the burning yeah. bush and everything. Because as it's happening, I'm like, no, if, if this is the answer, then it's just like this movie's getting a half a star because this is the most <laughs> boring mystery ever. It, because they started yeah. tunnel visualing on this this specific individual, this family, mm-hmm. um, so early in the mystery, like they really did. early. Yeah. And, uh, and the movie, the movie was presenting them too as being like, "Look at them! Something's off about them, huh?" And yeah. I'm just like, the whole time, I'm like, "This clearly isn't the answer." So I was, I was very annoyed sitting through a climax that you're not supposed to be annoyed during. Yeah, you're supposed to be excited and enthralled. I'm just like, yeah. I and like I understood the family's motivation for what they're doing. I, I don't want to get yeah. into that too much um, because I do want to talk about. The characters, because I also thought that they were well portrayed, um, but it was, it just there just wasn't enough. Like it's like okay, this doesn't make sense with everything that the story has presented so far necessarily, and that's because yeah. there's this twist that goes on. Um, but I don't know. It's really hard because I don't want to give it away. I don't know if I necessarily yeah. recommend the movie, but it's a mystery, and it's and it's it's right. not fun to spoil a mystery movie. <laughs> well, yeah, here's here's what I'll say is like I don't want to give away the mystery because I think the book has the potential. Sure, I feel like all the potential that we're seeing that we saw in this movie might be in the book because my biggest thing was they really should have made Poe feel like he could have been the killer. Like, cause, cause he mm. mentions that right off the bat where he's like, you're looking for a poet. Right. And I'm like, Ooh, is this going to be setting up maybe that Poe is crazy and killing people? Like, right. cause I like this. This is really, this is really intriguing. It doesn't have to be the answer, but if they play that route, I'm going to be very intrigued. Right. I think Not that that would they be a much more it. interesting red herring. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, and I'm thinking maybe the book, maybe the book will tell the story specifically from Augustus's viewpoint. And maybe Augustus will suspect Poe. You know, maybe he'll be like, I don't know how much I can trust this guy because the very first thing he told me was, you're looking for a poet. And then I find out later he's a fucking poet. Like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe, you know, maybe there's good intrigue there, but the movie just drops it quick. It makes Poe into his Watson character and the two are like buddy, buddy yes. trying to solve this whole and thing. I, and I thought that that still had a lot of potential too. Yeah, agreed, uh, and agreed. their yeah. chemistry, like I said earlier, was pretty great. Um, yeah. I do want to mention uh, the good doctor, Toby Jones. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Dr. Daniel Marquise, he is the, uh, the, the doctor stationed at West Point to, you know, uh, keep the boys in good health. And right. uh, his son is a cadet. Uh, named Artemis uh, Marquise, and Landor gets Poe to become buddy-buddy with Marquise because some clues are leading them towards his group of friends, which also includes um, Randolph uh, Ballinger and Stoddard, played by Fred (laughs) Heckinger and Joey Brooks. Um, Yes. Uh, and One, uh, they're like the bad boys, and I think seriously, yeah. like, like a, a little. Uh, I, I really thought that they were going to be a a gay group, but that never happened. 
Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. No, we don't have interesting in this plot, sadly. Here's a, here's another big issue with this plot, too, is, is there, again, it all takes place at West Point. They're all wearing the pretty much the exact same uniforms because it's the fucking military. And, you know, so a lot of these characters, you mentioned them all, and I, I can remember who they are based on the context of the movie. Right. They're all one note, except Definitely. for Harry Melling, who stands out because of his creepy-ass stare. Like, but, uh, like here's the cast list. Cadet Marcus, Cadet Stoddard, Cadet Huntoon, Cadet Cochrane, Cadet Ballinger, Cadet Lee, Cadet Hamilton, all Cadet cadets. Fry, Cadet Lauro. It's awful. <laughs> Have some kind of like diversity or something, if only in the naming of your cast, like something. Well, most of them all have known first as names. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't help when they're still listed as cadet. Like, well, I get they're, it. yeah, they're they're all, they all students go to this fucking at the school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you the, don't. You, it doesn't. The, the cast list doesn't say Detective Augustus Landor, or <laughs> you know. I mean, it does say Cadet Edgar Allan Poe. Let's be honest. But like, <laughs> it does. Yeah, and they don't and, all need their fucking and title Captain there. Hitchcock, played by Simon Mick. Bernie and Superintendent uh-huh. Thayer, played by Timothy Spall. Yes. That's the good one. That's I the do good love one. Timothy Spall. Yeah. He was hard to to pinpoint for me. He looks very much the same, and yet he looks very clean cut. Yes. And I was just like, for for a while, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I remember. You're also from Harry Potter. Yeah. I remember you now. <laughs> <laughs> and so is Toby Jones. <laughs> That's true. Wait. Yeah, he plays Dolby. That's right. He's the voice of Dolby. Shit. Okay. Oh, my God. So, uh, we He's also not. have one. Go ahead. Oh, oh I was going to say one last uh, individual, or I guess there's two more individuals, but uh, they're also part of the Marquis family. Yes. Toby Jones' wife, the great and beautiful Jillian Anderson. That's right. Who I thought was criminal, criminally underutilized in this movie. But I love uh, the fucking character, dude. Whatever the fuck she I, was I, doing, dude, it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she, she acted like... I, I feel like she just didn't know what she was to do. She was just like, oh, you're only going to be directing Christian Bale and, and Harry Melling? Got it. <laughs> Got I'll just it. be drunk for the whole movie, I guess. <laughs> it was <laughs> I great. did not know. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. I feel like she might have been like on laudanum or some kind of like... The character. That kind of like, like an opiate drug. Yeah, the like character. The character. Yeah, not, not Jillian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's the wife of Toby Jones' character. And then they had a... a Daughter, I think. Yeah, Leah. Leah. Mm-hmm, that's Lu- right. Lucy Boynton. That's right. Who She's has also... uh, uh, epileptic? Yeah, she does have epilepsy. Um, but like, it's early enough that they don't know what it is really. Um, right. They call eighteen hundreds. They call it a falling <laughs> sickness. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So Edgar Allan Poe and Leah do kind of start up this little love interest thing. Um. But I, I don't know if it was necessary. Uh, it, it made... I, I do think... It could have been. It could have been, yeah. It, like, the only thing it did, and it was just at the end of the movie, like, he was... He's just... There wasn't enough of them together for how a- angry Poe is at the end of the movie, based off yeah, of, yeah. with his situation with Leah. That's what I'll say. But damn, I love that. I do like that final scene. The Even final I'm not scene really... is good. Yeah. yeah. I like, I, I yeah, was I'm... like, all right, this movie, whatever. It's, it's, yeah, it's right. whatever. And then, and then, yeah, that final scene unfolds. I don't want to say anything about the scene, but that no. final scene unfolds and you're like, 
oh shit okay that's what they were doing the whole time yeah and uh, i'll say about it that final scene even though it did like have that feeling that like oh okay i get it yeah and i love the acting the acting is incredible during that scene it's really good but the whole time as everything's like as it's all unfolding as you're you're learning the twist yeah i'm just like i don't care this is textbook yeah it is textbook it's just like i'll call it that for sure you find out you find out certain facts about certain characters. I'm like, I'm guessing they did this mischievous act, and he's like, they did this mischievous act, <laughs> and I was just like, all right, yeah, you guys didn't really swing for the ballpark on this one. Like, you just went went for the easy knife stab, you yeah. know, like the ha, gotcha. like everything. Aren't you sad now? Everything about the story, I think, is great. The problem yeah. is the way the story was unfolded in front of us. Like, yeah. like the performances were great. And, and, you know, I don't, you know, I, I directing's a hard, hard job. So, yeah, it is. you yeah. know, I can't, I can't really blame it all on, uh, Scott Cooper. I mean, he, he did also write it. So maybe I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and produce it. Uh, well, I, it's, I, I don't, yeah. I don't want to give it all the blame on him too, but I, I do feel like that there could have just been a better way to, a, a more gripping way to tell mm-hmm. this story. Yeah, maybe with more flashbacks, so that the yeah. when the twist happens, you're you're feeling more involved in it. You're like, I was prepared for this. I, I knew that fire wasn't the ending. Like right. you're, you're excited, you know, because it's like something. There's something, something more else. Yeah, that I you felt expecting. like yeah, it felt so concluded after that scene. Which yeah, I did. did like in a way, like because of what what certain people's goals were in the movie. I did right. like it for that, but it, it just I don't feel like it was quite. Uh, it wasn't quite put forward right, at least not yeah, for it me. Wasn't, it wasn't properly grasped. Yeah. yeah. Closing. So statements. I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've I've honestly said all I needed to say. It was not um, not enticing to me. I was very disappointed. Uh, it was pretty sad. I only give it two stars. I will mention that it has <laughs> rising Democratic star John Fetterman making a cameo with his wife, which was hilarious <laughs> to me because I I, I love that. that man's look. If, if you haven't looked at what John Fetterman looks like, like he does not look like he should be in modern day politics. He just looks like he should be in like eighteen hundred politics. And it's fucking perfect for a period piece. Like, yeah, he does. When I saw him, when I saw him pop up, (laughs) I know it's good. And like, he's you know, rising Democratic star. Like, you see him, and like, that's his suit. You know, he's he doesn't wear like the normal suits that you would expect to see in politics. I'm like, this is a good guy. This is like down to earth. Like, you know, uh, the kind of politician we should have. I don't really know much about him. I'm not going to, you know. But he's a human being instead of like. Yeah. He comes off very much more human. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was funny when he when he made an appearance. I was just like, is that John Fetterman? That's (laughs) really funny. I had to look it up and be like, oh, it is John Fetterman. That's hilarious. (laughs) Like it was it was really funny. Uh, But yeah, I only give it two stars. I I I will up front say it's a it's a face and I think I was gonna give it a face before uh before the ending came around. Uh I just I I was disappointed. The ending redeems it a little bit more. 
I, I was expecting a lot more from this movie, but the performances are pretty choice. Uh, right. It, it's just the story it doesn't quite grab me for some reason. That's what I'll say about it. It had all the right yeah, pieces, and I think that's why it's disappointing. Right, it really did. I feel like I feel that way with a lot of Poe adaptations. Is like mm-hmm. I'll finally watch it and just be <laughs> the like, John Cusack oh. movie. I don't even remember. Oh, oh my god, called. dude! Yeah, that that one was so so sad. Oh man, I don't remember what's called. I don't either. I just remember John Cusack sitting on a bench. <laughs> dude, I remember the fucking pendulum scene. That's all I remember. Oh jeez, that's right. Yeah, I didn't even remember the plot until you mentioned that. Yeah, it's not the pit and the pendulum, right? That's That's not what it's called. The pit and the pendulum, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Because I knew that was, I knew it was based off of that, or I knew because of the pendulum scene. I was like, I think that's in there, but I didn't remember if it was actually called that. Yeah. We'll have to do that movie next January. (laughs) 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 No, it was the Raven. It was the Raven. That's what it's called. Yeah. Where he plays Edgar Allan Poe. It was, oh, the movie's called The Raven. I gotcha. I was like, yeah. no, the pit James and the pendulum McTeague. is not in The Raven, Greenie. <laughs> the good old good old director, James Mateague, who I'm finding out was an assistant director on Star Wars 2. <laughs> <laughs> but he made his directorial debut with V for Vendetta. So, you know, he's got some good shit in his bank. He's also uh, on the... The Matrix movies. He oh. was an assistant director. Cool. Interesting. Well, the more you know. Well, that's for next January. And the Raven. Uh, we're going <laughs> to stop talking about Ravens and, and goth shit, and we're going to talk about Banshees. Uh, but first... Banshees of Ireland! <laughs> first, we're going to take a water, a soda pop break. Whatever we do. Get yourself hydrated, folks. <laughs> Hydrate or dihydrate. <laughs> I love you. Okay, I'm back in this room. Where this thing is. Oh, good. Let's talk dark, tragic comedies. Yeah. That's what this is billed as. Yeah, I I can see it as that. I definitely busted my gut a couple times. Dude, I was laughing so hard, even at the like the saddest scenes, like even like yeah. the weirdly sad scenes. That's the thing about Martin McDonald. This is coming from Mark Martin McDonald McDonald. McDonald. It might name. be McDonald. 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 Yeah, he's uh, he's done quite a lot of interesting stories. Uh, Seven Psychopaths, um, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Ebbing, Missouri, which is just you know that wins an award for hilarious name. Um, <laughs> In Bruges, he did in Bruges or in Bruges, however you pronounce that. Mm. I'm sorry. Wait, maybe he didn't do in Bruges. Let me look this up before. Oh no, he did in Bruges. Yeah. So this is only his fourth film. Okay, so I just named all of them. Interesting. I thought I had missed some films along the way. Um, but no, he's brilliant. He's got a very weird way of touching upon like the darkest of emotions. And doing so in a way that you're laughing throughout most of it. And very intrigued. Because, like, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, I can't honestly tell you what exactly that movie about. I, I believe it was Francis McDormand's, like, kid had passed away or was killed or something. Like, remember um, that? You remember that movie? Yeah. And then she starts the renting all the billboards. Ones, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't recall. I just remember liking it quite a bit. But I have 
Yeah. I have no recollection the of the, the movie at all. Yeah. Yeah, we have another we have another um movie. This one pairs honestly really well with Pale Blue Eye. Yeah, it does. Where we have another director who does a really good job at pulling out great performances. Oh yeah. Like is that again with with Scott Cooper, like to give him credit, the performances he got out of Harry Milling and Christian Bale is great. And Martin McDonald, he always does that. And like, you know, he did that with Francis McDormand and Three Billboards, Seven Psychopaths. I don't even remember the cast, but they're all fucking great. Uh, Co- um, Colin Farrell. What's Colin Farrell? I'm <laughs> pretty one? sure he's the Colin. main character. Let me pull it up. Was out. it him? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie since it came out, and I feel like it came out like fucking 10 years ago now. Oh, it was actually 10 years ago. It was 2012. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's Colin Farrell, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Christoph Wal- or Christopher Walken, Tom Waits, like oh, man. huge. We, cast. Should, like, we should just do those movies and do a director focus sometime. Seven Psychopaths and the yeah. Billboard movie. That yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Like I really would enjoy that. And in Bruges, if we want to do a threesome, yeah, but, why not? Yeah, I know, right? But like here with his latest, The Banshees of Inisherin. I honestly think this might be his best, like, because I've, I've loved good. all of his films. I'm sure a lot of people might contest it. There's the, the guy gets a lot of love for all of his movies. But here we're, we're on a, uh, an island off the coast of Ireland. Yeah, in called a Um Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's in the early 1900s? It's, it's, it's 1920s. Uh, it's during 1920s. one of the Irish Civil Wars. And yeah. uh, yes, they the the island of Inisherin though is pretty shielded from uh, what's going on yeah. on the mainland. But they um, hear it. They, they hear definitely it. hear it. it. It's not that far off yeah. the coast. Um, no. And and I will say it makes for a beautiful backdrop because like you never see it really. Yeah. yeah, it's it's there. You see some smoke, maybe some maybe a ship. Like right. that's about it. Like. It's really well done, and the funny thing is, everybody, whenever they talk about it in this movie, they always bring up the fact that they don't really know what they're fighting for anymore, do yeah, they? no, they don't. And lo and behold, the whole main story is about two guys that just played by Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, yeah. who just don't know why they're fighting anymore. Well, so... Like, one of them does. One of them <laughs> thinks he does, anyways. Uh, one of them thinks he does. Colin Doherty. Doherty. I can never say that name Doherty. Um, Brendan Gleeson's character, he decides one day that he just does not want to deal with, uh, his lifelong mate, uh, Patrick Suleban anymore. That's Colin Farrell. Patrick. Patrick. Um, <clears throat> I've always oh liked God. that I love name. the fucking names too. Yeah. Colm Sonny. Colm Sonny Jacobs or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't remember uh, Colm's oh, full name. Yeah. It was like Colm Sonny... Don't hurt, don't hurt it. Yeah, I can't say that name. Cool <laughs> Sunny Larry. It was Cool Sunny Larry. That's what it was. Yeah, and he Cole never Sonny has. Larry and he never has news. Um. So yeah, there's this like. <laughs> so they go to the mainland for supplies sometimes, just to this one store, and this one lady just wants to have news about the island, and she yeah. she's always complaining that Pedrick. Uh, Shaban, his sister, played by Carrie uh, Condon, and uh, Colum never give him any awesome. news. They never yeah. give him any news. <laughs> give her any news. I will. I will say up front that that is one of this film's um, 
you know, kind of setbacks, but I'll, I'll explain why it's not really a setback. Um, but it, it does only have like two female characters. And that's, that's uh, true. The, the news lady, the one who's always asking for the news, and his sister, Siobhan, like you just mentioned. Like, they're, they're the only ones. But the point of that is this entire movie is about male loneliness hmm. and, like, and how men just, like, really struggle to express their, their emotions and, yeah. their, you know, their ability to, like, get out of themselves. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's really well focused upon, too, because it's just, like, y- you know, um, uh, Colm, Colm, I, I struggle. Colm is so hard to say. Colm, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, and, and even in this movie, every single person says the names differently. <laughs> one calls them, you know, one calls them Colm, Sunny, Larry, and another person says Colm, and then another person says Colm, and then you have Padrick, Padrick, Padrack. Like everybody says all the fucking names differently, and I'm just like, Jesus, you're not helping me. Anyways, call him. He he's decided he wants to do something with his life, right? And and you know he he feels like he's spending way too much time with this you know the, the local idiot, uh, Padrick. So he's yeah. just like, I want to write music. I want to. I want to. You know, I I I am a good fiddle player. Was he he's a fiddler? Yeah, he plays. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was just like, I want to, I want to write this beautiful song, and you know, I, I want, have a I want, I want to be heart. something. Uh, he, yeah. So I want to be remembered. At first, he just drops Pedrick. Like Pedrick, right? Like comes and 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 knocks on his door near two almost every day to bring him to the yeah. to the pub, and uh, he just didn't answer that day. And he's like, okay, well, maybe I'll meet you down there. And uh, right. finally, he just gets it out of column because he's like, you just don't want to be my friend anymore? What is the fuck does that mean? He's like, what did I do to right. you? And he's like, it's really not you, uh, Pedrick. It's, it's, I, I just think you're incredibly dull and I just don't <laughs> have the time for it anymore. I just, oh my God. Yeah. And, and he's like, it's dull? so, it's so funny, but so sad. <laughs> He's like, I and just honestly, thought I was nice. Just nice, normal right? chatting. And he's like, no, it's dull chatting. Everybody knows me. It's dull. <laughs> <laughs> you told me you told me about the consistency of your donkey shit the other day. It was my <laughs> pony shite. <laughs> <laughs> For two hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Patrick does have a um Quite a lot of uh, animals, uh, some ponies, yes. and then a, a donkey that he loves very much, Jenny. Like a miniature um, donkey. Let's her yeah. into the house. Yeah. And Siobhan hates so it. Cute. Siobhan, no, Siobhan she doesn't hates. hate the donkey. She hates that he keeps on letting the donkey in the house. Because it poops everywhere. Yeah. And, and she's like, it's, it it's stringy shite everywhere. And he's like, it was straw. <laughs> <laughs> it's not stringy. It's straw. <laughs> Just God, it's straw. so good. It's so funny, and then at the same time, you get so deep into these these guys who, like, I don't think they work. They just probably farm or something. Like, I don't, I, I don't think I they don't have know. anything. They, to yeah, do. they might be like just kind of self sufficient um, islanders, yeah. um, which is which cool. Is beautiful. I, I mean, you just that. can't do that, that nowadays. Um, I, I don't know how in and share buy an island. Yeah. We'll start a Kickstarter. Yeah, Help go. us buy an Help island so we can get out. We'll put a link to that <laughs> in the description. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, we talked a bit about Shaban, uh, but let's say a bit more. She's probably the smartest person on the island besides Colum, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Colum thinks he's quite smart anyways. Uh, he's really not. He, yeah, I mean, to do what he does, he's not very smart. <laughs> he, he's extreme it's anyways. Just... Uh, but Shaban is extremely well-read. And uh, yeah. yeah, and she she only deals with the people on the island because she loves her brother so much, and they take care of right. each other so well. Um, and there, but she gets a lot cute. of hassle for being a, a spinster, if you yes, will. She does, um, but that's because yeah. she doesn't like anybody. <laughs> exactly, and this island is hard to. Even though I love the idea of the island. Because, you know, I've always wanted to just, like, move to the area and just live in a village kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like, you know, a nice little house in the, in a, by itself somewhere. You walk down the, walk down the pathway. You know, I love that. It's beautiful over there. Uh, I know it's not all like that, but a lot of it is still, which is nice. Um, but it's just like, I, I understand where she's coming from because when you're pent up on this island with these people, who, yeah. who don't really do anything all they day just, but drink. They and, just drink and talk and all day. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and like eventually, and they're all, most of them, of course, are men again. Like there, right. there are women on this island, but you know, we don't see a lot of them. We don't see a lot of them. <laughs> and the ones we do, they don't really have lines. There's No, yeah. They're just, they're yeah. just there. Yeah. They play music. <laughs> Listen to music. I can't remember what just like, I get one she's woman's name from. is. I think it's Mrs. McCormick. I I don't know because a lot of the pictures are missing from IMDb. But the woman yeah. who plays the one who uh, oh that the old old the, woman the banshee would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were the banshees, being Pedrick and Colin. Oh no, she's definitely because uh, um, not to spoil things. Uh, there's a moment where uh, Colm says that Banshees no longer scream. They just sit back and take in everything. Mm. And they like watch and they're all, you know, and she is there. Every single uh, scene, pretty much, she is there watching. Yeah. And I'm like, you're the Banshee of Inishirin. I see you. I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe they are the Banshees too. too. Much there's of the there's lore. so many ways to take it. Yeah. I don't know too yeah. much of the lore around Banshees. Besides that they're screaming, right. typically it's associated yeah. with a, a dead girl in a well or something. Um, but yeah. uh, maybe they're also harbingers of doom because she definitely maybe. plays that role in this movie. Oh, yeah, she does that. Well, she loves that with so much happiness. Yes, too. so but much love, glee. Yeah, you are right. It is. Yeah. It is Mrs. McCormick. I'm pretty sure it's okay. uh, Sheila Phil- Flitton. Yeah, she's, like, she's cool. very fun character. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it's so funny everybody like attacks her too yeah because like you know like she'll she'll say something to colin farrell and he's just like shut up he's like oh what? yeah like he keeps on complaining about colin uh and mrs mccormick happens to be over there visiting siobhan and and he and she says, Why don't you go to the pub now and, and get out from under our feet? And he says, Why? You don't like Mrs. McCormick. <laughs> Whenever she comes down the street, you hide behind the bushes. <laughs> and she just kind of looks over at her. <laughs> yeah. I love that shot of her just like yeah. <gasps> 
That's so good. What? Uh, speaking it of the good, pub, man. the pub is run by uh, John Joe Divine, which that's just a good name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's played, played by uh, Pat Short. And, you know, also like. Also a good name. Also a good name. And he's, you know, he's friends with everybody on the island because he's the guy with the booze. And <laughs> so. He's like kind of mediates between Patrick uh, and and Colum, right. uh, a little bit, but also there's this one point. So Colum gets so fed up that he threatens Patrick that he will cut off his fingers, one for each time he his bothers him. His own fingers yeah. from his left hand, his folding hand. Um, he, yeah, <laughs> he will cut off his own fingers if he bothers him again. And uh, when he tells him that, uh, John Joe's like, that was crazy. Leave him alone. But we're yeah. on your side, Patrick. <laughs> Don't worry. And that's, that's the funny thing, too, is like when he gives that threat, when you're watching it, yeah. when you're watching this film, at least when I was watching it, I was just like, man, that's a hilarious threat, but it's so empty. Like, you're yeah. not going to do that. Because I didn't know anything about this movie. <laughs> But to spoil <laughs> things, it. he does. Because <laughs> Pedro just won't leave it's him alone. Crazy. He just won't. And it's hilarious. Yeah. I remember I, <sighs> I was looking the. I wanted to see what most audiences' opinions were. So I was like looking at like brief reviews of what audiences are saying. There was one person who was just like, I don't fucking understand. Why would he cut off his own fingers if he just wants to write music? How is that going to help him <laughs> write music? And I'm like, that's the fucking point of the movie yeah. is men are fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's about pride to a certain extent. And after a while, yeah. It, yeah, after a while, it just becomes about that. <laughs> and like, it's, it's so, oh, it's uh, really but well done. Really, I, I thought it was hilarious. Also, uh, Colin throughout the movie is dealing with some very deep despair. Um, uh, yeah. David uh, Pierce <laughs> plays this peer, this priest. Yeah, the priest scenes are so fucking funny. <laughs> the priest is so good. <laughs> it's so good. I love the priest, man. <laughs> yeah, so they go they go to confessional a lot, and this I just I can't describe all these scenes, but the, it was so just all the confession scenes are so funny. I just I love when he's just like. Well, don't you think it's sinly too to be treating Patrick the way you're doing? Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> Colm just looks at him. He's like, Patrick may have told me to slip in a nice word about him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I just like, lose it. I'm like, you're supposed to yeah. be a priest. <laughs> you're supposed to keep that to yourself. Uh, oh, man. He's just so caught up in the gossip, too, just like yeah, everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so we really have to talk about uh, one other character for sure, and, and yes. his father. But Dominic uh, Kearney, I think that's how you say, maybe Kearney, uh, played by Barry Conan. Cohen? Cohen. I always said Keegan, but Keegan? I'm not sure. Maybe it is Keegan. Oh, sorry, but uh, I don't, we yeah, talked I don't about proper. him most recently in um, uh, the Eternals. Oh. Right. Yeah. I, I was thinking uh, the Batman as the oh, Joker. Oh, that might have been more recent. That's true. Yeah. That might have been more recent. Yeah, but is, we really didn't talk about him much in that. But anyhow, Dominic no, really. is this kid on the island who is uh, – he's perceived as a bit of a troublemaker, always drunk. Um, and Yeah. Very loud. Very loud. 
And his dad is like the only police officer. <laughs> uh, Pater. Pater, uh, played and, by Gary uh, Lydon. <clears throat> and I feel like the first time we're introduced to him, too, he's naked in a chair, I'm pretty sure. No, there is like, one scene where uh, okay. Colin uh, Farrell walks past him. And says, well, hello, Officer uh, Kearney. That's right. And and he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he never (laughs) says hi. Never. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, But yes, the next time we see him, he is naked in a chair. And Dominic says, dad doesn't like it. Dad will kill us if we wake him after he's been wanking. (laughs) (laughs) We got to be quiet. (laughs) Yeah, Barry, I really uh, do love Barry Keegan. Like, I think he's a very intriguing actor. Yeah, I think he's um, going to go characters, far, I think. Yeah. His characters, though, are always, like, mildly off-putting or, like, unlikable. Like, there's always an unlikable quality about them. And and uh, Dominic's is that he's a bit of a sleaze. Yeah, like, I don't blame him for yeah. it, though, because of, of his father. Like... Yeah. Right. There's like this yeah, weird, definitely super abuse. abusive relationship between yeah. them um, that I'll save for yeah. the viewer, I think. But yeah. But like, I don't know, still his treatment of Shaban at times, like yeah. I get that she's like, she understands where it's coming from and she's she knows it's friendly humor, but at the same time. And, and it's the 1920s yeah. again. I'll right. give it that pass. I know it's it's more of it's a, a period. I know, don't it's, know it's, how it's, young it's Dominic is supposed to be. That's another problem I had with it. Was like I, I I was always put off by this character mainly because he's mildly unlikable. But when you find out more about him, you know you start to care more for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I could never tell if he was supposed to be a teenager or a young adult, and I'm just like the whole the whole movie. I was still like just slightly confused. Right. I'm like, how fucking old are you supposed to be? Right. Like, <laughs> he is in love he, with he Siobhan, becomes... though, and uh, yeah, it, it is sweet and tragic, and um, so he's you know he's yeah. perceived as this big idiot, but uh, when he has dinner with uh, Pat Patrick and uh, Siobhan, um. He reveals through just odd things that he says that he knows things about the world that that yeah. at least Pedrick doesn't. Um, and that's one thing that he's really worried about at this time is that he's perceived as an <laughs> idiot by his friend Colum, and that's why they're not friends anymore. <laughs> oh, so it just yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> But you do you do get a nicer side to Dominic then yes. you know you do see a little more into his his psyche and and he is also uh he, he does try to be a good ear for for Patrick you know yeah, he most does. of the times he just blows him off but there are other times where he's just like well, why don't you tell me you know why don't you actually what's going on like yeah. you know he's he he wants to know he there is a nice side to him um but yeah it's just fucking good cast man. It it's is such a good, a good cast. this island is so hilarious. Like, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I think and I, I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I definitely do. I feel like I do. It had a lot of good stuff, and and I love the ending. I think the ending is just yeah, fucking brilliant because it does again. It's it's kind of you know it does one it's of the things sad. I usually hate because I always yeah I want a happy ending usually, and I hate when people go for like the realistic tragic ending, but the humor of the ending still because there is a lot mm-hmm. of humor in it 
was so good that I just I didn't care that I was sad. Yeah. I was just like, yep, that's that's how this should end. Like there's there's no better ending for this, I would feel. Um good shit. Good shit yeah. all around. Like I really love it. Is that I mean I'm I'm yeah, ready closing to statement? Yeah, close, close it. it. Get it. I give it four stars. Like it's, Hell it's, yeah. it's fucking fun. Yeah. It's good. I I I loved it. I'll give it a face and a half. It's a fun, fun movie. Uh, also tragic, and I, I also like tragedy, yeah. so it it really and worked I, for me in a lot of ways. I spent the whole movie yeah. mad at Colm, which really, it, like, one, <laughs> you know, round of applause to Brendan Gleeson for that. But also, like, yeah, I just really sympathized with Pedrick. Like, it's like... Plus... I thought I was a good, good friend, and then you're like... Right. Fuck you, <laughs> right? It's in the 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 way the way Column churns Patrick too, because like again, like as as we've said before, Patrick's the nice guy. Yeah, but like as this as this goes on, the, a whole new side of Patrick oh, comes definitely. out, and it's just it's really it's really sad. Like it's it's so good and so sad. Yeah. Um. But I also do want to say that I just remembered that Colin Farrell was also in. The, uh, the yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which funny. Is, I doubt like, they met on set yeah. though, because they. Yeah, they, yeah, I doubt they, it. They like that. Barry's was scene. definitely like, uh, I'm in, I'm in the shop for like 30 minutes yeah. to an hour. Let's get yeah, this get done. paid for the day. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but like I, I do enjoy. I do think. Uh, I think that's hilarious that Colin Farrell went from, you know, from the Penguin to this. So it's like it's two wildly different roles. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. Didn't he amazing? Oh, excuse me. Didn't he put on some weight for the Penguin? Uh, I think it was mostly prosthetic, but he might have maybe um, maybe put not on much some weight because uh, he looked really good in this. Um, as always, yeah, very. <laughs> very fit handsome man sorry oh objectifying um, yes. Colin Farrell uh, sorry Colin uh, good performances sorry, all around Carl. great movie as we said uh, obviously yeah. I think from what we said this movie beats right. out uh, yeah, it's the got, pale blue eye it's got so much to say about male loneliness that yeah. like again I'm non-binary but like you know I spent 20 years of my life identifying mostly as male 20, right. 20 plus ish right but like there's a lot i've i've felt a lot of loneliness and uh, you know it it it's ingrained pretty much from birth basically to to internalize i it. mean yeah. i don't i don't want to yeah i don't want to say my parents were like you know my parents were always wanting us to talk to them you know they right. always wanted us to open up and express like i had beautiful fucking parents but you also have the but rest like, of the world still, and media yeah uh, exactly influencing you yeah yeah and like you know that that's that's the beauty of this movie is it's got a lot to say about that and i think it says it really fucking well like it, it, a lot of it really sang with me and and i will admit that there were times watching this where i was like man what if someday blake is just like i don't want to be friends with you because you're dull and boring yeah like <laughs> and i was I like not oh, imagine. <laughs> I was what I was thinking too. It's like all you do is sit around and watch TV all day. Why do I want to be friends with you? You're the one who wanted to do this podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, I didn't do anything this weekend. I literally 
Well, I hung out with with some friends on one, you know, one night. But for the most part, I literally just like was on my couch and playing with my dog and watching TV. And nice. I started some video games, and that was about it. And it's just like watching when I watched Banshees and the Sharon. I was just like, oh no. I feel like I'm a stupid individual, and I feel like I'm definitely pretty dull. I didn't do anything this weekend. What if no. my friends all was just like up and be like, "We're done with you. We're You're boring as you. fuck." Uh, seriously, though, if, if you this... fucking talk to us, we'll cut off our fingers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so tired of fucking talking with you. I'm gonna give you my whole fucking hand. <laughs> I do. I do feel like. I do feel like maybe if I hit, if I able to live to 80 years old. Like if we're if we're both eighty and we're like both living in the same retirement home or whatever, you know, I might one day just come up to me like, I'm no longer your friend. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> sit next sleep. to me in the cafeteria. <laughs> you, you know how I would eat my own pudding by myself. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> and you're just Oh, I, I, I know we talked so much about this movie already, but I forgot that the first time he tells him that he doesn't want to be friends, the next day Colm, like, turns the calendar and it was April 1st, and he's like, oh, that's uh, why he's That's said. it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another oh thing, like, they come into the bar, they come into the bar and Dominic follows them in, and uh, John Joe's like, ah, you've been banned! And he, and, and he says, no, you said until April. And he says, all right, then get out. And he says, but it's turned April. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Go watch it, everybody. Yeah. I know we spoiled so much of it. Go it's watch it. We didn't spoil all. We honestly didn't spoil enough of it. Like, yeah, you can so catch it on HBO Max. I don't know if it's still in theaters, but. Um, and you can catch us. On YouTube, and on Podbean, Spotify, on Apple things, um, all, Spotify. all the places where the spot where you could get the the podcast. You, we will probably be there, and if we're not, Indeed. tell us and we'll fix it. Um, but yeah. you can also but we find only respond. More content. Yeah, we. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah, we only respond to patrons. No, that's not true. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, but honestly, you know, the, really there hasn't been that many comments, so I forget to check from time to time, and then I'll come back and your yeah. mom will have set, watched like 20 episodes and said, right. great job! <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Oh, I do yeah, too. She's adorable. Do. Uh, but yeah, you can join her and other patrons down at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You sure you get can. good... Good extra content there. We put out an extra episode every month called Bangers and Hash. That's right. Um, with our new scheduling, we will be taking the last week of um, the months off. That's right. And it'll be in that week that you'll get Bangers and Hash. So if, yeah. if you find that you're missing out one week and you're just like, man, I really miss Green and Faceless. I just like, need they're more not green here this faces. week. Yeah. If you just go down to patreon.com, you get that extra episode and you won't miss us for a That's week. That's right. We'll we usually try to go a little over an hour. Uh, talking about new movies and TV that we watched. And also, if you go Indeed. on down there, you get to vote on the Potato Pick, another monthly episode. But that's for the public. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think we did the show. First Thursday of every month, we did. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been the Green Traveler from Borsch. And I am the Faceless Leon. Farewell, safe travels, and good night. Good night.
Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.